Diplo Chats is proudly supported by the City of Reno. Stay connected with your city by following the City of Reno on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. From the biggest little city in the world, this is Diplo Chats, where your global engagement begins with a chat. Presented by the Northern Nevada International Center, leading Nevada's global engagement. Hosting Diplochats, Manuel Mederos and Kevin Sun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome from uh, the Northern Nevada International Center. This is Manuel Mederos, your language access specialist. And thank you so much for joining us on Diplochats. We are on episode three. Can you believe it? We have made it this far since August. Thanks to all of you, and we thank you for continuing to downloading us, for following us on all the platforms for podcasting. So thank you so much for joining us today. We have a very special show for all of you uh, in store. We have Dr. Sherry Lee Mueller, who's going to join us here in just a few. But I wanted to just let you know and remind you to continue to please encourage everyone, you know, friends or whoever to download us and follow Diplo Chats. And remember, one of the biggest, biggest goals for our podcast and Diplo Chats is to engage everyone across the world globally with the Northern Nevada International Center and to showcase the impact that the Northern Nevada International Center has locally, statewide, nationwide, and worldwide. So we thank you so much for joining us today. My co-host, Mr. Kevin Sung, will join me in just a few with Dr. Sherry Mueller. Uh, thank you all of you so much. Now, I wanted to just remind you to continue to spread the word about our work here at the Northern Nevada International Center. We are going to go to a brief break, but when we return, Dr. Sherry Lee Mueller will join us here on Diplo Chats. Remember, your global engagement begins with a chat. We'll be right back. Do you want to make an impact in the life of a young adult? Well, do I have the program for you? NNIC invites you to join the Youth Mentoring Program. Through this new opportunity, you'll mentor one of the phenomenal youth in our refugee community. The purpose of this program is to support refugee youth in engaging ways to ensure their academic, professional, and personal success while maintaining and celebrating their cultural heritage. You'll take the lead as a positive role model, friend, and confidant. What's the time commitment, you ask? Only eight hours per month for a year. To register as a mentor and receive more information about the program, visit our website at unr.edu backslash NNIC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Diplo Chats. I have the very amazing honor of bringing to all of you our guest. And our guest is amazing. She's done a lot of work worldwide, but also done a lot of work with the Northern Nevada International Center. And I hear, and she can tell you, I'm pretty sure more about it. I hear that she is also a great mentor of our own Dr. Karina Black, our executive director, and she can talk a little bit about her. She knows, she might know some secrets about uh, Dr. Black that we might not know. So uh, stay tuned for that. Anyway, I would like to introduce to all of you 
listening globally to our guest, Dr. Sherry Lee Mueller, a PhD, and she's a distinguished practitioner in residence at the School of International Service SIS, American University, Washington, D.C., and teaches a graduate practicum of entitled Cultural Diplomacy and International Exchange. And I thought it was vital to bring her, hence the name of our show, Diplo Chats, Diplo for Diplomat, right? Diplomatic. Uh, and also chats for the conversations that we have with very instrumental and movers and shakers across the world, including Dr. Mueller, who's here with us. And I would like all of you to please Welcome, Dr. Mueller. How are you, Dr. Mueller? Well, I'm delighted to be with you, Manuel and, and Kevin and all of my colleagues at the Northern Nevada International Center. Um, looking forward to talking about some of my favorite topics today and always glad to have the chance to learn more about the interesting and exciting and indispensable work you're doing in Reno and beyond. You know, it's interesting. Thank you. Thank you for being here, uh, first of all, to Diplo Chats. And I wanted to bring an expert just like you. Uh, you know, we all hear the word diplomat or diplomatic. What does that really entail and mean? There's obviously a fine definition for it. And second of all, my question to you on that regard is really humanizing, if you will, that word in our daily interactions as human beings uh, with people, with our families, with coworkers, et cetera. So, so humanizing that word to a degree that we can all understand what really diplomat, and we're going to talk about techniques that you're going to provide to us. So first of all, tell us a little bit about you uh, and what are you doing currently, the projects that you're working on, and we'll go, we'll go into our conversation with you. Well, one of the projects I'm working on is co-authoring a chapter on citizen diplomacy in a book that's being published in England. And the book title is A Research Agenda for Public Diplomacy. And public diplomacy is defined as a country's official efforts to try to help shape public opinion, project its image abroad, and build important relationships overseas. So that's one of my activities. I'm also uh, teaching this semester uh, something we call at AU a skills institute. And the title is Cultural Diplomacy and Protocol. And we may even want to get into a little bit about protocol because it's a very undervalued uh, undervalued activity or my, actually it's really a mindset. And that brings me back to your initial question about what is diplomacy? Technically, and I can give you readings on all of these things, professor that I am, but uh, technically diplomacy is one official government representative interacting with another. But beyond that, public diplomacy and citizen diplomacy is really any encounter across international or cultural borders. So if you're sitting in class, a, a student, an American student is sitting in class um, at uh, the University of Nevada in Reno, uh, they may be sitting next to a fellow student from South Korea. And that fellow student from South Korea will really in some ways look at that person as an ambassador of the United States. 
and we'll make judgments about who we are by how that American student treats the professor, how that American student treats other classmates, and of course, the international student, our hypothetical international student. Um, and there are all kinds of qualities that we can talk about, um, about what makes a good diplomat. But for our introductory commentary on it, I would just say a diplomat steps back and tries to envision how something is looking to the other person from the other culture or the other country. And diplomacy is the art of making that other person feel as included, as accepted, and as possible, and also setting the table to have productive negotiations, whatever they might be, whether it's getting advice about an assignment from a professor or you know, establishing a trade pact between two countries. And what's exciting about diplomacy is it really, it, it is that official interaction I described earlier, but it's also given how multicultural so many of our environments are, uh, we're all diplomats all the time. Some of us just don't recognize it. And part of what I try to help my students understand is this concept that every time they meet someone from another country or culture, they're representing their own. And that other person will either go away more positively disposed or more negatively disposed to your country and culture. So you can tell this is one of my favorite topics. So we'll take it in the next direction you'd like to, Manuel. Dr. Mueller, uh, thanks for uh, explaining the importance and the differences between the conventional diplomacy and public diplomacy. That actually, uh, that covers a lot of questions, a lot of questions I prepared to ask today. But uh, one, the other question I would like to ask is um, some cultures. For example, I'm from uh, South Korea and Asian culture. Some culture are not probably good with speaking to strangers. So how can we actively promote citizen or public diplomacy while considering all the cultural differences? Well, I always talk about the three R's of cultural diplomacy. Uh, one of them is uh, a search, a kind of reciprocity, really mutual learning. I'm looking at our Diplo chats today. I'm going to learn a lot from both of you. Uh, and it's that curiosity uh, about the other that I think is really a human trait. So I would say, keeping reciprocity in mind and how you interchange messages would be helpful. Um, I always think we're always building relationships and life is, I, I think success in life is building constructive relationships in terms of your career, in terms of your family, if you happen to be a diplomat, in terms of how you represent your country. The third R that I remind people from any part of the world um, about is what I would call the relentless search for common ground. Um, 
in a number of the activities of the Northern Nevada International Center, you're helping other people appreciate cultural differences and helping them interpret them, not taking them as an insult, but just taking them as something different and being able to appreciate them. But the real, I think, heart of citizen diplomacy and diplomacy in general is finding the common ground, the common human aspirations. We all want a world better for our children. We all want, um, not, I, I was about to say, we all want a really healthy, clean planet. And then I, I'm not sure I can say everyone, but hopefully um, that's something we're gonna work on harder as a, both within the United States and, and globally. Uh, it certainly is an existential crisis and hopefully we're starting to grasp that, not just at some top levels, but throughout various cultures. So Kevin, just to get back, to summarize, I'd say it's that relentless search for common ground. Where are the things that, that we can um, interact on? I, I always love when international visitors come, I like to take them into a classroom because we've all had that experience of going into a classroom for the first time and what that feels like. And that's, that's just one example. So let me let me stop there. Well, we're going to go on to a break really fast. And I wanted to thank you so much for being here. And when we write back, we're going to talk about an article. Actually, when we come back, we're going to talk about an article that you wrote or co-wrote with uh, Brittany Link uh, called Please Speak to Strangers to the Point of Kevin. So do not go away, everyone listening. This is Diplo Chats. We'll be right back with you-know-who, Dr. Sherry Lee Mueller, coming back on Diplochats. And now, Mindfulness Moment with Dr. Yvonne Stedham on Diplochats. Welcome. Today's topic is transitioning and arriving. Mindfulness is about paying attention to and being present with whatever is unfolding in a given moment. An excellent practice that facilitates mindfulness is transitioning and arriving. In this practice, we simply recognize when we are switching from one activity to another. For example, when arriving at a meeting, taking a breath, letting go of what you have been doing prior to the meeting, and shifting your attention to being present at the meeting. This practice acknowledges that although we might be physically present in a place, our mind may be engaged with the past or future rather than with what is happening right now. Simply bringing awareness to the fact that you are in a different place and embarking on a different activity will allow your mind to catch up with your body. This is Dr. Yvonne. Have a mindful day. Hi, this is Dr. Yvonne Stedham. You're listening to Diplo Chats. Tune in to next month's Mindfulness Moment segment on Setting an Intention. Make sure to download DiploChats wherever you get your podcasts. Have a mindful day.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back to Diplo Chats. I'm Manuel Medeiros, and I'm being joined by my co-host, Kevin Sung here. We have the pleasure of being joined by Sherry Lee Mueller. She's Dr. Sherry Lee Mueller, a distinguished professor from the American University in Washington, D.C., and she's actually joining us in Washington, D.C. You're in Washington, D.C. right now, right? Uh, technically, Arlington, Virginia, because I'm not at the university, which is, you're right, located in Washington, D.C., and please call me Sherry. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Sherry, for being here again, for joining us. So wanted to do a follow-up question that Kevin asked um, in our previous uh, segment here that we had with you, but I wanted to ask you about an article that you wrote. Usually uh, when parents, you know, I'm not a parent, but I, I, I have heard people tell their kids, hey, do not speak to strangers. You know, talking to strangers is bad or, or whatever the fear might be that you impose in that child not to intera interact with others, uh, whether it's from a different culture or they just look, you know, different, uh, I would say. So you wrote an article about please speak to, to strangers. What is that article about? Well, it starts with that advice you just quoted coming <laughs> from my mother to me. Uh, I grew up on a farm in northern Illinois, and my first exchange program was to go live with a German family. And I knew no one in Germany. I didn't know the American group I was going with or the American leader. And the last thing mom and dad said to me is they put me on a student ship to give you an idea how long ago this was. It was 1963, actually, was she said, Sherry, remember, don't speak to strangers. And I tell that story a lot. And it always elicits a laugh because everybody, um, not everybody, the people I often interact with know I've spent a long career encouraging people to speak with strangers. And um, talking about uh, how to structure um, and evaluate international exchange programs. So I'm a big fan of speaking to strangers. I think it's even more important. And you'll notice that um, Malcolm Gladwell has a book out on it. And I just saw some another admonition to speak to strangers. And I think there are a couple of things mitigating against it. Uh, that we have to overcome. One, we've become very enamored of our devices. And years ago, long before you were born, but I was flying around um, in some cases internationally, in some cases I've, I've traveled a lot in the United States. And people didn't, they were not hooked to devices. <laughs> there was actually a whole time when you talked to somebody next to you on the airplane. And sometimes you had really interesting conversations. And sometimes I still do. Because I think nothing um, is better than a firsthand encounter. And even when I, I've only flown a few times since the pandemic, but I'm getting ready to do it again next month. And I will very tentatively uh, talk to my seatmate just to find out a little bit about him or her so that, um, if there is something I can learn from that person, um, I do it. Uh, the whole talking to strangers, so devices draw us away from that, which is too bad. The other thing that draws us away is to some extent, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's the um, partisan differences in our politics, 
that have become part of our national identity, uh, our personal identity almost. You know, there's a there's been a culture of fear. And we need to, in my view, push against those trends. They're not healthy trends. We, you know, you hear of all these, I, of all, I mean, if you look at the news, I always say international exchanges get you beyond the headlines. If, and that's what the Northern Nevada International Center does. It gets people in Nevada and the West beyond the headlines. Because if you only focus on the headlines or the news on TV, for the most part, you'll be very depressed. But if you talk to somebody from that country, even though that country is on the news, a competitor or an enemy, wow, you find out there is common ground. They care about a lot of the same things you do. So I will never stop, as long as I'm able, encouraging you and others to speak to strangers, whether it's casually or whether you're offered an opportunity to make a presentation. Uh, Dr. Black was just talking about recently um, making a presentation at a Rotary Club. What a wonderful thing for her to do to, to spread the news of the good things that are being accomplished. Uh, by organizations like NNIC and others all across the country that are doing phenomenal work, uh, whether they're resettling refugees and hopefully, uh, or hosting international exchange programs, uh, sister cities, um, partners of the Americas, the State Department's International Visitor Leadership Program. There's so many we could talk about. Uh, not enough. And that's that's but part of being inclusive to your point earlier on and, and, and obviously being accepting of others' differences. And I love the fact that you're actually on a plane, which we do not tend to do, most of us, and interact with others who we do not know. And I think that's, as, as, in essence, diplomacy is really understanding others, but further than more than that is really having a conversation with just strangers, no matter how they look like, what they say, what language they speak, whatever it is, the interaction is important. And the points that you mentioned earlier were uh, very well taken. And I really thank you for bringing that up. Kevin? Yeah, uh, our Diplo Chat audiences learned really meaningful lessons today um, from uh, becoming citizen diplomat and the importance of diplomacy as well, from um, finding common ground, actively searching for common ground to providing productive negotiation in this interconnected, globalized or internationalizing community and the world. So for those who, um, who have not been living in this citizen diplomat life, and but after listening to this episode with Sherry, who'd like to become a citizen diplomat, what would you like to suggest as a first step to take? Um, I do want to interject here that it, um, if I'm on a bus or the metro, I do the same thing. You don't have to be in the plane to talk to somebody sitting next to you, or maybe you're attending a conference and somebody is on their phone next to you and you're, you're talk, you decide you're going to approach that person. Um, one way to take some of the um, maybe anxiety out of uh, speaking to strangers 
I always encourage my students to wear two hats. One, you're a person who is interacting, communicating with this other person. So you're a representative of your culture. And the other hat is you're a student of the process. So it takes a little bit of the anxiety out when you realize that maybe you approach someone and they're not very friendly. But that would probably happen to somebody else as well. So that notion of wearing two hats, of just reacting to something, but also watching the interaction that's going on, I, I think can be very helpful. Um, the other thing that I encourage people to do is to do their homework as much as possible. Um, perhaps we're describing a bus that's going to another place, um, maybe Carson City and knowing something about that place, that relentless search for common ground again. Sometimes my students will say, how do I get an information interview? And I'll say, well, rather than just ask for an interview, what about doing a paper on leadership and asking the person you want to interview about their leadership style? Because that's a lot more appealing if you get an email saying, could I have 15 minutes? to talk about your leadership style than it would be to just say, can I have 15 minutes? So thinking through how you approach, whether it's a casual conversation or a deliberate presentation, uh, it's, uh, I think that can be very helpful. There's no silver bullet. And the more we do it, the more at ease we are doing it. And so I always just encourage people to try, uh, experiment, uh, try again. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Wayne Gretzky. I don't know if you know Wayne Gretzky. He was a famous hockey player in the US and he would always say, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Think about that. I believe that that's, uh, those are amazing uh, techniques and tips that you're providing to our audience because a lot of times we do know we do not know where to begin right in terms of interacting with other people what should i ask and we have all these notions and in ways that or fears sometimes that prevent us from getting to know each other but it you know one of our just to let you know the the slogan for our our diplo chats is your global engagement begins with a chat it's really intentional that we wanted to uh, do that slogan because it is everything everything that we know about each other begins with a little conversation and and perhaps after a while it could turn mm -hmm. into a relationship it can turn into uh, working together it can turn into many other things and I think it's important for us to to really provide that uh, technique to everyone and I love the fact that no matter where you're at whether there's people in the park or in the bus or whatever you're interacting with with others and just you know you're not being nosy or anything but yet you're being inclusive and you want to uh, create this atmosphere of of just let's just have a conversation let's have a chat let me get to know you and and hi my name is whoever uh, but I'm so glad that you brought those up but I wanted to ask you really fast I know you have a book and we wanted to talk really quickly about our, uh, your book, The Power of Citizen Diplomacy. And all these articles that I brought up earlier, Please Speak to Strangers, and I know you have other ones. So look up Sherry Lee Mueller, 
I'm sure you'll, you're going to come up with all her articles and everything she's written. But The Power of uh, Citizen Diplomacy, tell us about that book. Well, it, um, the book, I guess, that I'm most proud of that I would like to, in our limited time, mention is Working World, Careers in International Education Exchange and Development. And it's an intergenerational dialogue. I had have in this case, and am still, in fact, we're giving a career presentation next Monday, um, a young co-author. So it's an intergenerational dialogue about what to do with your life if you want to save the world. So it's for idealists. Um, I must say I'm significantly older than you gentlemen who are my interlocutors today. And I still say, uh, every now and then my friends will say, Sherry, you're still teaching, you're still trying to save the world. And I say, yes, but now I know how reluctant the world is to be saved, <laughs> but I'm still at it. And I would encourage you both, um, you know, don't give up. It's, it's, it's up to us, not other people. And that's a little bit of a scary thought, but it really is up to us. And, um, this is in its second edition and a great intern gift. So awesome. Well, I, I didn't have the opportunity. You're very kind to let me plug it. Well, of course, uh, we want people to get to know you further. And I think that's one way of, of learning about uh, this, the books that you have written, your articles that you have written. And, and yeah, the article I mentioned earlier wasn't the book, but The Power of Citizen Diplomacy is yet another article that you wrote. Uh, and it's uh, amazing. Uh, it, it's really uh great and inclusive and really gets us really involved with the word diplomacy. And I think it's very important nowadays to really have chats and conversations. Uh, we don't have very much uh, time left, but I wanted to have Kevin ask the last question and I'll interact and then we'll, we'll close the show and our interview with you. But I want to bring you back on again because you're extremely interesting. So Kevin. Thank you, Sherry, for uh, sharing all your experience expertise and uh, knowledges and um, tips for citizen diplomats, future citizen diplomats and citizen diplomacy practitioners. Um, for my last question will be, um, as a person who is working in this public diplomacy field, also pra practicing public uh, citizen diplomacy, uh, if there are uh, some students who would like to become a citizen diplomat or a public diplomat, uh, what would you like to uh, give some meaningful speech for those people? Well, I would urge them to hone their communication skills. And when I say hone communication skills, I'm including speaking, writing, and listening. I think we need to put a lot more emphasis on the listening part than we do. And years ago, the United States Information Agency, which was in charge of US public diplomacy until it was merged with the US Department of State in 1999, they had a brass plaque on the building that I went into often. And it said, telling America's story. And I always wanted to add to that. Telling America's story is done by good listeners. So I would say whether you want to formally uh, study and become a diplomat or work in the whole area of public diplomacy, or you want to become a, 
a good citizen diplomat, and I would say everybody is one. We just don't always realize it. But we're all providing information about our, our, our country and helping other people make judgments, either positive or negative, about our country and our culture. So the art of listening is absolutely critical. And I think I, I would end on that note because the whole listening connotes um, the curiosity. If somebody says, what do you need for a successful international career? I would say for any career, you need to be curious. You need to want to learn how it works. You need to want to see the interaction both as a participant in it and as a student of the process, which leads me back to where to have. Well, I love that closing remark. Thank you so much for being part of Diplo Chats today, where, and this is fits perfectly our slogan, where your global engagement begins with a chat. And we had a fantastic chat with you, and we do want to bring you back on to maybe talk to us specifically about certain articles that you have written and the intention behind those. So now everyone listening out there, uh, we want to all thank you, uh, Ms. Mueller or Sherry, for being part of our Diplo Chats episode two, episode three. And I wanted to just remind all of you, which you just mentioned, that we all need to be better inclusive, more inclusive listeners and be curious about each other and interact with each other every single day. And if you do not know strangers, do not fear them. Please speak to them. Thank you so much uh, for everything, Ms. Sherry, for being here, part of Diplo Chats. We really appreciate you being part of our episode three. That was Dr. Sherry Mueller. There's more to come. We will be right back with our Diplo Wrap. You're listening to Diplo Chats. The City of Reno's mission is to create a community that all people are proud to call home and is honored to sponsor Diplo Chats as part of their many initiatives to be an inclusive and welcoming city to all. This is our Reno. Nuestro Reno. Ito ang ating Reno. Stay connected with the City of Reno on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit reno.gov. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with Diplo Chats. Thank you so much to everyone. We are on our segment called Diplo Rap. Now, uh, we had Dr. Sherry Mueller on our show. Kevin, how you doing? She was amazing, wasn't she? We learned a lot about dynamic citizen diplomacy and how to be communicative in mm -hmm. a citizen diplomatic way Yes, in, uh, in our regular daily life. That's right. And it's uh, important to engage with each other. One of the things that I learned from this conversation with Dr. Mueller was the fact that we do need to spend more time understanding each other. We need to uh, uh, be okay, not being fearful of speaking to strangers and each other and opening our hearts to people that we do not even know and bringing them in our life. And lastly, one of the things I took from this conversation with her, she was such an amazing person, is the fact that uh, it's important for us to continue to be inclusive and listen to each other, right? Exactly. And as uh, Sherry mentioned, being be, please be curious about all the latest updates on Nevada's global engagement by following the Northern Nevada International yes. Center on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NNIC Reno. 
That's right. Thank you so much, Kevin, for bringing that up. That's important. Please continue to follow us. I know this show actually went a little bit further than our other shows. We really, truly appreciate you sticking through it. But I'm pretty sure you had a very dynamic experience with us listening to Dr. Sherry Mueller and learning from her experience and her expertise. We will be back with uh, actually episode four. We're going to have our Global Gala keynote speaker. Our Global Gala was October 15th. So uh, everyone that did not come this year, please come next year. But we had the president and CEO of the U.S. Committee for Refugees and Immigrants, USCRI, and he will be on our episode Four. So please stay tuned with us. We're going to learn a lot about refugee histories and current issues with refugee resettlement mm-hmm. issues. That's right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining DiploChats this uh, episode three. It's so amazing how everyone is just tuning in. Thank you. Continue. Please download us. Follow us. This is DiploChats. And remember, your global engagement begins with chat. That's right. Just a chat. Ladies and gentlemen, this was episode three of DiploChats. We'll be back next month.